0: Everybody, this is the Drop the Beat podcast. My name is Charles LaRita and I'm Will Sarver. And we want to thank you guys for listening to us Beat Off as you listen to us every single week. Will, we've been we've been beating it for quite some time now. You getting tired?
1: I'm getting sore, I'm going to be honest with you.
0: I'm I'm a little dehydrated. Um, also my vision has drastically changed. But other than that, um
1: Are you it's going pretty behind? good.
0: I don't know. I'm can I don't know if I'm looking at you or if this is Oh, this is a microwave. Never mind. I'm sorry. I can't find you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to the sound of my voice.
0: I'm trying to, and it's great. And I I just wanted you more so to listen to this. (laughs) So for those of you listening at home to this quality content that we've started already, um, I bought a little Diner Bell at the local Dollar Tree near us, and I plan to use it in some recordings for videos because it is a completely necessary percussion instrument. Everybody, Everybody needs one. Everybody needs a diner bell. They have yep. so many uses. You can hit it and then go check, please. And that's hilarious because you can do that anywhere. Church, a funeral, in court, the IRS office, anywhere. It, it, makes, it, appropriate makes, it makes it funny. for
1: every scenario.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. You know, you get pulled over and just hit that little bastard and you'll probably go to prison. Anyway, <laughs> Will, <laughs> we have a question this week. Someone wrote in. It's,
1: so people write in
0: to the show? They do. They do. Not um, in a hard copy format, but more so electronically. And uh, if they were to write in to us, they could go to charlesloreta.com slash contact and they can fill out the form with their name, where the hell they're from, and then their little question um, for our topic to discuss in a long format about music and the music industry and the like. Really? And we have one this week. Someone did that. Someone cared. And the best part about it is if we pick their question, which I wanted to pick this one because I thought it was great. Um, we're going to we're going to give the writer of this question a free shirt. Want a free mischief shirt we're going to send them because they wrote into us and it made us happy and we have something to talk about thus um keeping our podcast going
1: that's incredible yeah i'm I'm this whole time i thought you and i were just you know talking about whatever but you know this this question thing really takes it to another level
0: well sometimes i'm actually worried that you don't even know that it's me you're talking to i don't really i don't know do you have your fly ass glasses where did they go what the hell you had those on for one time
1: they're in another room and i'm kind of trapped and surrounded by my own drums and right, i haven't so first i off, haven't left the room in weeks so
0: well what prob- probably happened was their see-through plastic glasses they're probably just you lost them they're just on the floor and they just disappear <laughs> That's a good point like yeah. like come on those things are gone yeah you haven't seen those since last like two times ago they're probably still in my head or something you're probably yeah you probably have them on we just can't even <laughs> you tell just, oh yeah, my you god what an absolute mess! I am so intrigued. Anyway, so our question this week comes from Angela from Queens, from New York. Whoa! I probably shouldn't even have said that because I say New York because that's they probably get that all the time. That's terrible, Angela. I meant nothing hostile by that. I'm from New Jersey, so it's people say that and it's not great. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, we have our we have our New York and our New Jersey and our Pennsylvania where the water is water, and that's that a very important thing. Yep.
1: Exactly. And,
0: it is what it is. But she writes in, I teach music at a community college. So she is a professor. We're talking professor right now. Ooh. Yeah. So Angela goes, I teach music at a community college, and I'm always stressing to my students the importance of practicing and rehearsing regardless of instrument. I have an increasing number of up and coming musicians every year who I mentor that seem like they require less and less practice time to be proficient. We've all heard how important it is to constantly practice to succeed, but is practicing regularly truly necessary on your way to becoming a professional musician? Loving the show, guys. Keep up the great work. Well, Angela, that was, first off, that little sentence at the end you. was lovely. So thank you kindly. That means a whole lot. You could just got so many more brownie mm-hmm. points. Yes. So I think with that with that shirt, we're going to be sending you, uh, we'll be sending some brownie points in a separate envelope. Um which I think will be nice. I don't know what the exchange rate is from New Jersey to New York, but I'll try my damnedest. It's hefty. But that's a great, uh, I'd imagine so. Um, that's, a, that's an awesome question. So how she's kind of wording this, and Angela, I uh, apologize if, if it's not exactly what you're going to do, but she said it seems like um, what everything is kind of looking like is, you know, kids require less and less practice every year to be just better players we have the people who are always naturals you know but then you have that that kind of a thing where it's like okay now it's like now it's just a larger group don't require as much practice and then a larger group still and it's almost like it's just it's becoming second nature to a lot of up-and-coming players um that's that's impressive so i mean let's 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 throw this bitch back right quick when you were up and coming william um, with you know the any good old musical, days the good old days, um, with, with learning and, and practicing your craft and stuff, you know, did you ever think of yourself as a natural or did it come naturally to you? And then the part two of that would be, did you realizing that you being a natural because I kind of already know the answer to this. I'm just asking for everyone else's enjoyment and entertainment That's did right. you <laughs> being a natural? I, I know I know. <laughs> did you being a natural affect? how you practiced because you kind of were like, well, I'm pretty good, you know. Go ahead, take discuss. what. Yeah, I
1: talked exactly like that. Um, I know you did. Yeah. (laughs) So yes, for me, part one of this question is yes, I would put myself in the natural category. Um, It came naturally to me. Shocking. Um, (laughs) So yeah, it wasn't something that I really had to work hard at in the beginning. Um, it was just something that I kind of just picked uh, picked up. It was, you know, I may have mentioned before on here, but, you know, my dad played, so the drums were around the house. So it was kind of one of the things that I just gravitated towards. And, you know, I just, it, it really just came to me. Um, and I was able to, you know, to play, um, play drums, you know, I would think pretty decently at, at, for my age. Um, yeah, so, um, but which is
0: great, obviously for, you know, age, cause I know you started so damn young and that's, yeah. that's such a big thing, especially drums and percussion in general. And I think a lot of people, the misconception is, you know, okay. So, you know, drums, drums are easy cause you just hits, you hit shit. And that's also why a lot of kids want to play is because you just hit stuff. That's you know, my and that's, job it's description. Like, oh, I could beat the hell out of it. Yeah, I hit things. I hit things um,
1: with wood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're a baseball player. Um, exactly. No, so yep. yeah. So that's also just a, a crazy thing in general too, because you know, natural, you know, musicians at a young age, it's usually always something like a piano or um, you know the guitar or something like that. But when it's a drums, drums, you have multiple things you're focusing on that's like that is very impressive to be a natural that kind of thing i was the same way with that um where i was you know i was an artsy fartsy kid i wasn't into sports or anything like that so it was always you know i didn't find my niche until i really started doing music i mean like i was you know i do art and stuff like that and we knew that i was i guess proficient and ahead of the game in that but then when i got to music it was like okay this is just second nature and I think the whole thing is it's like we always say it's a language, so it's kind of like you just could you could speak it and pick it up very very well and I think that's like incredibly incredibly important um and that did you know affect how how I ultimately practiced because I would you know it got me into into a little trouble in that area
1: quite frankly but i uh, yeah I would agree with the same with the same thing uh I think you kind of get that thought or mentality that You know, practicing is really not needed because it comes to you naturally. So why would you spend the extra time and pain and agony trying to practice when you really already have most or some of the skills uh, available to you? But I don't think. I mean, it's definitely more so at the younger age. I don't know about for you. Well, I kind of know. I mean it's similar story it's you know you're young and you know you really don't think about it but you know there was a lot of times where i mostly didn't practice but i was good enough and had good enough ears to where my instructor would think that i practiced
0: that's exactly exactly yeah. what i did because i i wanted to work on my own stuff i didn't want to do the book stuff I wanted to do the fun stuff for me. I wanted to do, you know, working right. on songs, developing my ear. Not that I realized I was developing my ear, but that's essentially what I was doing where I'm listening to things and figuring out as I was going. And I didn't want to do the reading stuff and the and the books. I had the Hal Leonard books and the Mel Bay books and all that crap. Mel and I did Bay, not wow. Do mm, I know. I know. I going saw back. you gag when I said that. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, um, I think it's allergies. <laughs> but, you know that it did it did get me in trouble because i you know really my practice time went down because i thought i was so good and then over time I you know i started to get sloppy and that was a big deal and the thing i kind of got from it and it, it it kind of was like it hit me hard one day it was a rude awakening as they say um in the mattress business um you know it was really really tough because <laughs> sorry that was stupid that was a stupid I'm joke to get a bell I, on that yeah a bell i saw that. your face <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was trying um, to hold that in that was that was that was bad
0: it was a rude awakening as they say in the uh, euthanasia business um
1: <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> ring the bell a, again <laughs> no
0: okay i'll give another one. um it's a bad joke bell, no. that was an awful that was just the dark joke and it wasn't great um you know i started to realize i was like oh man i am not as good as i was and I'm kind of like regressing. Like I, th- I just thought I was better than I was. And that's honestly what it was with that. And I, and I, ca- I came to figure out, you know, no matter how good you are, how great you think, you're, how many times you've, however many times you've gone over something or how many times with a band you've rehearsed something. The one thing I always, always stress is you can always just give it a once over just to make sure you got it okay. It's not going to hurt you to play it one more time. You and I, we know from experience having you know musicians we've worked with in the past where it's like well why do i have to come to practice tonight we're just going to do the same songs that's my favorite it's like because you want to chat my ass a little harder on that because i'm gonna i'm going to need some vaseline because it is that chapped
1: nobody wants nobody wants it
0: chapped no nobody nobody does i don't I not i don't no i don't look forward to that at all so don't be bringing that nonsense in in my my church kimosabe you feel that's me right. like god um and we've gotten that a whole a whole lot of times and that makes or breaks it honestly with people we're working with it's like well we already do we're just doing the same thing this week so what do i need to be there for and i'm like dude that is that's the absolute absolute worst thing you could honestly honestly ever do you know it's it's that's a it's just a toxic attitude and that kind of falls into what we were talking about last week with cockiness and e- egotistical um, kind of yes, outlook on yeah. it but yeah i i um i was not a not a huge fan of that kind of thing but i do think there also is something as over practicing and you and i um know some people like that where it's they're at this point kind of nitpicking i mean i'm very hard on myself and i have a very perfectionist kind of nature the you know perfectionism runs deep i know with both of us i know you're like how i yeah. am with that um that's that's tough but then it does get to a point where it's just it's too extreme um to the point where it's like you're analyzing every little note every little thing and you have i have worked with someone in a studio setting like that um recording where it's gotta punch in this no gotta punch in that you gotta fix this gotta articulate that and it's just you're just now trying to compete with yourself as opposed to just yeah as opposed to just practicing and you're making things difficult for difficult sake just to challenge yourself and then when you mess up you don't think you're good and then you have to over practice again Oh, boy. Now, do you think that, you know, that idea, it's too much practice, and do you
1: think that could be toxic, you know? Yeah, I think it's extremely toxic. I mean, I, I feel like there was an individual that we worked with that, I, I mean, he went through his, I mean, whether it was legit or not, I don't know, but he went through his, like, practice regimen, and we're like, "How do you sleep? You know, it was yeah. like, uh, you know, and I'm in, you know, 12,000 bands and I practice, you know, 12 hours a day. Yeah. And, um, yep. yep. But, you know, at that point, it, you know, it's hard to explain. I but can like, see the frustration. I can, no, I no, no, no. I'm right there. Yeah, with, I
0: know exactly what you're going to say, but you're going to say it more eloquently than I ever would.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, you're too late. <laughs> um, but it's, it's kind of similar. And, and like in a studio setting, it's like, especially, you know, you know, you're super familiar with, but like if you're, you know, editing and mixing and things like that, like you get to a certain point where you're done, you know, you got to give your ears a break. You got to take a break mentally. You're not getting anywhere. You're not improving. Yeah. And it's at, at some
0: point. Yeah. You have to just say you're it's finished. Put it out there. There's nothing more I can do. I'm nitpicking at this point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not, I think you're doing, it's kind of like, um, weight training there's a certain threshold. If you go past that with, you know, with exercising and things like that, you're actually causing more damage than good. And it's the same thing I find, in my opinion, with, with practicing. That's
0: a great, no, that's a that's a great way to put that, man. That's, that's, that's a good kind of analogy. I like that.
1: Yeah. Overtraining is a thing. Um, in the fitness community, it's legit. And I think it is in the practicing community for, at least for music. Um, but, you know, you just have to know your limits and, you know, you got to take some breaks sometimes. And, um, and I know people get in the practicing rut and it can get boring, but you shouldn't make it boring. Um, you know, I'm, you know, people ask me all the time, oh, you know, you must practice with a metronome. No, I don't. Blech. I don't like metronomes. <laughs> you know, it's like, no. well, your timing is really good. Yeah, but I don't want to have that annoying click, beep, cowbell, whatever it is, in my head. You know, for an hour, uh, it's yeah. it's not yeah. enjoyable. So, but my granted, I mean, I agree.
0: I agree, and my thing is, net metronomes aren't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-mm. But you can't hold it as gospel, where people are like, you have to. And the metronome, and I'm like, it does get to a point where it's very robotic. It, it lacks human feel. It's not going to pulse like a human being playing it. And it will discourage you. It's not a bad thing to do. Obviously, I play to click tracks for recording. I play to yeah. metronomes for anything I'm working on myself. But you can't act as though it's the do-all, end-all. And if you don't use one, you're not a superb musician because that is not accurate at all right. in that regard. And I, it's very hard to break people of that mentality who have been classically trained or um, you know professionally trained or anything like that. It's it's tough. And it's, I'm not saying metronomes are bad. Just don't rely on them as if it's air you breathe. Because goddamn... No
1: and you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> honestly i do use a metronome it's called a record you know i my it's, man right there it's, right there it's it's not that i don't use a metronome it's i listen to records and albums and tracks and i play along with them that's a metronome in a, in a different form um i think you get way more out of that um and it's enjoyable, you know I'm g- gonna keep going back to that because you know it's just a it's a chronic thing of people you know not enjoying practicing, but you have to mm-hmm. make it enjoyable for yourself and I love playing along to some of my favorite songs or something new um and see know, that's-
0: that's great, I love that,
1: so I mean, what do you think of, like what's your practice regimen look like um on a on a Well, daily I basis? agree
0: completely. I agree completely with what you said uh, with that, with listening to records and playing, because listening is practicing. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, how you got your timing gets so good. And it's like, it's because I play and I do it and I get better. And I'm listening to example, positive example like that. I tell my students all the time, I'm like, don't ever look at practicing as homework. Look at practicing as you're just playing songs. You're yeah. just playing music. It's literally you're playing music and you're listening to music. That's what practicing is. It's not, oh, i got to do, you know, 40 math problems and that's my practice. It's like, no, it's, you're playing an instrument, dude. It's the same as, you know, doing anything else for an extended amount of time. It's just, you're just playing an instrument. That's all it is. And that's not a bad thing. So for me, I practice every day whether I realize it or not, you know. Whether I sit down at the piano for a half hour and play and sing, or if I'm teaching my students and I'm playing along, I'm playing bass along with someone playing guitar. Or if I sit down at the drums and I'm kind of working out some stuff that I'm, you know, eventually going to show you and you'll laugh at me for playing, um, you know, something (laughs) like that. It's, you're, you're practicing regardless. Anything you do musically, you're practicing. It's just like a language. Anytime you speak it to communicate, that's practice that's why people get bigger vocabularies that's why people feel more comfortable speaking you know and that's why you can enunciate and you're more illiterate or you're more you're more literate and you lack the illiteracy there we go wow i tried to sound smart and it just kind of shot me in the foot i can't i can't Uh, even
1: spell those words don't worry
0: that's okay Those the the five dollar words are good but it's one of it's one of those things where it's like practice doesn't have to be the standard definition of practice it doesn't have to be you sitting down in a room with perfect posture at a beautifully ornate music stand with a powder wig in a library observatory it doesn't have to be that and that's really hard to break people of that kind of idea where it's practice doesn't have to be this predetermined you know wonder bread the whitest possible thing in the world i mean honestly (laughs) it it doesn't have to be yeah so that's so my practice really varies like that i mean it's really it's just you pick it up and you play and that is always going to practice now granted if you're trying to learn something yeah you should practice what you're trying to learn where it's like oh man i need to learn this drum part for i'm recording so i'm gonna work on the piano for a couple hours today that obviously is a little counterintuitive um yeah, yeah You know, like I do it all the time for when we have gigs or when we have to record. I mean, God, I'm always running through what I'm doing. But I'm never looking at it as like, oh, this is a task. I stop looking at it as this is my job and I look at it as this is my goal. And I'm a lot more comfortable with it where it's like, oh, I'm trying to get to this goal. I mean, that's how video games are. Look how like forgiving a lot of video games are. Like I talk to my students about that who play whatever and they get these ungodly high scores. I'm like, how'd you get there? Did you do it in your first shot? And they're like, no like how many tries did it take you like 100 and it's like that's practicing you were practicing to do that it's a good point and you wanted and you wanted a non-tangible reward at the end that's what it was where it's like i i I always say man if, if kids like today grew up on the mario games that i grew up on they would have quit immediately because they were very unforgiving and you got a screen at the end that said congratulations you did it you know and But it's, yeah. it was just getting, it's getting to that goal, getting that satisfaction of it. But now it's satisfaction in the real tangible world. And, you know, now it's your, a song and you can do that forever and ever and ever and ever and something like that. And obviously it's people like the, you know, the, it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. That's why Zelda games are great because it's you getting there and then you beat them. It's like, well, I'm done now. But it was everything getting to that point. Music's the same way and but in this case when you get to the destination you can keep going back to it that's the coolest part um you know like with songs and things like that or anything like yeah it's like i wrote a song i was very proud of it and now we've played this song probably 150 million times live and we're still going back to it and things like that i just like to, i just try to look at it in a more positive optimistic light like that and it, it doesn't feel like practice like it just that feels a like lot. Just playing Dude, I, like, to get through to some of my, my students and stuff like that, it's, like, especially you have a lot of young kids where it's, like, all they do is Minecraft or Fortnite, and I'm like, well, how did you get that good? You did it over and over and over
1: Repetition. and over.
0: Repetition. That's practice, baby. That's all it is. Um, but, now,
1: well, let me ask oh, you ahead, something go here. Uh, go ahead. I'm now, listening, William. So, you, you know, write songs and, I've you I've know, been known to. Right. Uh, so... You write songs, you write the songs for the band, um, so you're very familiar with them and you've probably played them a thousand times. Now, why would someone still go through them and practice them even though you've done that? You've wrote them and you're still running through them even though you've played it a thousand times. Why?
0: Well, let's take what's going on in the world right now as a good example. We're not gigging. We haven't gigged. Oh boy, for quite some time with this quarantine going on and stuff like that. We haven't even practiced as a group in quite some time. No, you sir. Know, March, April, May, June, July. Now it's August. That's, you know, we're just starting our sixth month. Um, you know, that kind of a thing. And it's like, well, we have X amount of songs at a band and X amount of songs that exist in the real world. One of those X's is much greater than the other. So it's kind of like, well, I'm not obviously playing every one of those every day and we need to rehearse it to stay sharp because it's been quite some time since we've done it. And it's not just me myself knowing my part, but it's us knowing our part as a group. And that's where it's really, really, really important. Mm. That's a perfect segue to kind of get to the next point, rehearsing as a group. That's why it's important. And when we would always have people who would be like, well, we're just going to do the same thing. I already know my parts." It's like, yes,
1: there's that guy. You do know
0: your part. You do know your part, and I'm not doubting you know you you know your part, but it's us as a group. The band is a machine, a very well lubricated machine. I've really just wanted to say lubricated today in our podcast. That got me I to smile. Did I saw, I saw, I saw. Well,
1: I love this bill. You
0: know Oh, I know. This is the people are probably just like shutting this off halfway. They're like, Oh my god, this fucking bell, and I am just gonna just give you another one, baby. Um but the, uh, any good band is a is a well lubed machine, well a well you know oiled machine. Everyone, every part working together. Your face. I am so sorry. Um, for those of you listening at home, it's very difficult for us to have any kind of an innuendo because we're usually smirking on one side or the other of this camera. So it is really <laughs> we're very professional. For God's sake, it's called the Drop the Beat podcast, and our big intro is literally just a masturbation innuendo. We are it is? we are just mass. <laughs> we're masters of the craft at this point um, but I digress from anything about peepees um, but yeah I, that's I think a very selfish kind of thing to just think of only yourself knowing something as opposed to the whole group not not saying that you know people and other people in the group don't know their parts but it's everyone as a whole that's what we're here for obviously I know everyone in the group is, is a proficient player and they know their shit um, but it's just everyone working together and we haven't done it in a while so it's you kind of have to you gotta stay sharp i mean you know bridging off of that and to throw the bocce ball back into your court um you know what no you don't catch it you just let it kind of hit and it touches the other ball so maybe our balls will touch um again what would you think what would you think about groups you know or or any kind of group i hate this fucking bell i love it man it's great (laughs) Um, (laughs) um any kind of group with a weak link you know whether it's someone who refuses to come to practice which we've had or you know any anything in in that kind of regard where it's someone who thinks they're too good for it when that kind of goes back into the cockiness thing we talked about in the previous episode um or or you know someone who just doesn't practice at all and doesn't bring their a game they bring like their i don't know like their d game to a rehearsal like what what are your thoughts on that? I mean, because that's—I mean—now this is me asking someone who's literally always perpetually prepared to I the knots.
1: Oh god, and I, I never feel like I am prepared, but I, yeah, I, I mean, try. you are—you
0: are—you are crossing them Ts and dotting those lowercase Js, and you are just always just ready <laughs> to go with that kind of thing. So it's like you know, but to have a missing link and abandon someone who doesn't practice—I mean, what kind of a toll does that really bring on everything? Because it's—it's
1: it's not great. Well, step number one, can them, give them the ax, give them the boot, however you want to say it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) they're dead to you. Yeah. It, I mean, it is all too real and it does happen, but like you mentioned, that's the point of a group rehearsal. Um, and you know, I've played with individuals and so have you where, you know, they really are overconfident and they think that they have their part together And it wasn't necessary for them to come to last week's rehearsal. Now we're coming up to the gig on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's a good crowd, good night. Let's let's
0: paint. I say, Will, yeah, I say paint the picture. Let's get a little detail in this picture. So it's a Saturday night. There's maybe three, four hundred people shoulder to shoulder in this place.
1: Right. And And, yes. So now we have the image. And now let's say we're going to go a week before and we're going to get that text. And that text, it's going to say, can't make rehearsal um i have a dentist doctor's appointment all on the same day also my car my has, house
0: is for sale there's yeah. no gas in
1: my car i'll check back with <laughs> you later um <laughs> oh no
0: oh no the actual quote went and this was real for everyone listening at home we said some someone said i can't make it to practice my car doesn't have any gas in it i'll let you know if anything changes so we were just assuming this guy is walking up to his car, opening the gas cap, and looking in, waiting for gas to appear. That is the absolute work of an artist. I love that. It was so <laughs> My perfect. Good God! But yeah, so we um, so let's let's also say um, you know, you know, he's not coming to a rehearsal, and this said person really only wants to be in the band to kind of um, solo and stroke themselves off and and, and kind of you know. In front of a big audience, and not necessarily be familiar with the music itself that we're playing as a group. They just want the solo part because let's be real, they're not listening to what everyone else is playing. No. They're blaring their own thing. They're passing entrances. They're missing repeats. They're all that kind of stuff. Um, can continue. I just wanted to further just detail that. Yeah, no, that scenario. is
1: perfect, perfect. Yes. So where we're you know we we're at with the uh, right the text message not coming to rehearsal. <laughs> Uh, we have a really great opportunity that we've all worked so hard for. Emailed a thousand people, when we finally get a response. We got the gig lined or, up, or
0: or or you could say, or it's the cla- we're well, not classic, but it's the infuriating classic where it's, I don't know. I'm out, I'm taking a hike. I'll let you know if I'm back in time for a, a gig that we've <laughs> had for two months. That's one of my favorites. Yes, that's a good
1: one. We could do a whole episode on that. Good lord. Yeah, that that'll be next week's, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah so and we you know the individual does not show up to rehearsal so it is gig time it is show time Um, and you know first song we uh, you know starts off as a banger and then um, said individual misses transition and now at this point classic my blood is boiling I (laughs) am contemplating throwing a drumstick across the stage. Yeah, you
0: have you have projectile weapons. That's dangerous. They should have taken that into account. Exactly. Know?
1: And so this is going to go on for almost every song there's a missed intro, wrong note. I love that one.
0: We all have a stop and and they keep playing they keep through it. That's
1: classic. So, for you listening now that we painted that lovely picture, That is why group rehearsals and rehearsing and practicing and making sure everyone's on the same page is crucial. Because even though this individual thought they had it all together, they just bombed. And it is really infuriating for all of us who show up to rehearsal and practice and Mm -hmm. we kill it at the show. But all it takes is for one person to derail the train. And yeah... I mean, that happens a lot and I don't, I don't understand. I really don't. And I mean, how, what do you think, you know, how, how is it from your perspective, because you're a band leader, group leader, I'm just, I'm just a monkey behind a drum beating things with wood, large pieces of wood. Well,
0: I'm the monkey up front with the sunglasses on, whose name is also on the band. And we pride ourselves by being a a group of the best of the best of the best. So while I'm up there playing my guitar, holding a banana in my monkey foot and peeling it with the other, um, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, dude, it's, it's, I'm going to be real when we have, and these people who were unprepared like that, they're no longer in the band because I give ultimatums where I'm like, you show up to practice or you don't come to the gig because no one is ever good enough to miss a practice because of whatever reason now honestly if there's a death in the family or you're ill that's fine but if it's i already know the material i already know it's like yeah you do but do you know it with everyone because when you play in a live setting it's a lot different than you jerking it in your room you know or whatever you're doing i don't know if that considered practice but um you know and now it's when people hear someone mess up in a large band if it's one person it's two people you can pinpoint who messed up that's fine To the non-musical ear, you hear someone mess up drastically, they're not going to know who it is, and they're going to just assume the whole group messed up in some way. That's a good point. It doesn't sound very good. And I'm always, you know, I am billing my guys as, you know, super killer players and things like that, and you have, you know, one person, one monkey that runs the whole barrel in this in this regard. I was going to say one banana that runs the bunch, but I wanted to keep it more monkey than less monkey. Bananas still are, but you know, things like that. I will take that. Thank you. It was stupid and painful.
1: I wish um, I could hit it.
0: But you can try. Reach to the screen.
1: <gasps> nice.
0: Oh. Um that was good. That was really good. good try. Um yeah, thanks. It's embarrassing. It's honestly, you know, embarrassing where it's like you could have just showed up and played would it really hurt you to come to a rehearsal for you know two two and a half hours and play through x amount of songs
1: it's yeah is and it's it really also... going to
0: kill you are you are you that into yourself are you that you know that kind of a thing it's like just show up it's only going to help it's only going to help i find that it's
1: very disrespectful i mean even to the rest oh, of the of band course. who's you know spent time and um, you know blood sweat and tears learning and stuff but more so i think for you Your like you said, your face is plastered all over it because I'm because I'm fragile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's very thin. (laughs) Fit. I'm emotional. Your name's everywhere, but you also wrote everything. You've taken the time, and oh my god, I can't even imagine the amount of time to write all this stuff. And then somebody yes, will keep telling me how great I am. Well. (laughs) Folks, in these tough times, I really need a pay raise. So you know, let's just bear bear with me. Um, there you go. But I mean, it's it's like a slap in the face that somebody just comes and takes a dump right on your material. Whoa, whoa, will will? I'm
0: I'm not trying to get pink eye over here. What like? Well, ew.
1: yeah, it comes with the territory. Just close your right, mouth. Correct, anyway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> cover your eyes. But no, it's it's um. It's frustrating to say the least especially when it's not just me but you have x amount of other guys relying on that person too and they just decide to just be like i don't feel like being there i already know this stuff i'm too good for this and it is it's always it's always an ego thing or it's the i'm a natural well i'm a really good solo player i can rip these solos like yeah but guess what 90 percent of the song isn't your solo right it's everyone working together as a group and we all know we're gonna hear the
1: lick (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Doodly doodly> do. <laughs> ja. all, the, Great, all the music nerds will know that one I
0: just did that and I'm gonna take away every bell hit that I gave myself tonight because that physically hurt me to do that but so really when we're when we're looking at this thing whether it's you know someone being a natural someone being an over practice or someone you know being a weak link in a group or refusing to come to practice group or the group rehearsing as a whole I mean really the the common thread that people need to realize it's practicing doesn't hurt anything. No, it really doesn't hurt. It's only going to make it better if you're doing it properly. And that's always such a weird term because there are still people I work with in a professional music setting who are always just like, well, there's a proper way and a correct way to practice. And that's very old school and outdated I'm not a fan of that. And that's always the people where it's like, well, you're practicing wrong. And I'm like, that's like, if you're telling someone you're, you're painting wrong. I mean, unless you're just like drinking the paint, maybe, maybe that's a little wrong. Um, But I don't know. I'm not an artist like that, but it's, it's just that idea where it's like, oh, you have to sit up this way and have the metronome and this way and that way and do this and do that and do this. And it's like, anytime you play. Anytime you listen, anytime you're trying to focus on music or thinking about music or writing music or composing music or arranging music, you're practicing because you're doing your the act of your craft. That's how it is with the language. It's always right now I'm practicing the English language, speaking with you. Literally what this whole thing is. And a couple mm. fart jokes and a bell ring now and then. Well you got That's exactly what it is. You gotta have it. You just you you just ladies and gentlemen, you just you got you just you fucking you just gotta got
1: okay. I mean and that going yeah, off that. of what you just said, it was I've like growing up and and you know with instructors and that and you know professors and all that I I I always heard practice doesn't make perfect perfect practice makes perfect oh mon cherie, I like that but I know I've heard that too it's but it's like what's perfect practice that's very very androgynous I don't I don't know what it is I just think practice i do think practice is essential if somebody think can let me perfect. know if somebody can let me know yeah. what perfect practice is I'd, I'd really like to know what it is but i
0: think it's it's per, it's perfect in the eye of the beholder yes. It's perfect in a sense where is it perfect for you because my whole thing is i'm not a fan of of the idea of perfect because you have you have so many it is going to get oddly deep um Whoa. You have the idea of perfect where it's like obviously everything that lives on this planet is perfect for the fact that they exist. All the cells are lined up. Something went right and we are perfect. Whether you have a physical disability or anything like that or something's not necessarily right, you're still perfect. Like there is a, 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 an idea of perfect there because you exist, thus you are, which is, which is a crazy, crazy kind of thing. Um, but the idea of perfect perfect practice you know I was never a person to believe in someone being a master of anything like that like I hated that notion like I always have students parents be like oh wait till you're a master like Charles and I always say no I am always the student because when you're a master you've learned everything impossible at that point there's no yeah and then there's at that point there's no reason to do what you do anymore because there's no rate of failure there's no you know chance that you might fail and that's the whole rush that we do what we do and practicing starts to take some of that idea of failure away and makes you more proficient in what you do. And it's not that, oh, this person is an incredible player. It's just they have a, a lower rate of failure or they have, you know, things like that. And I always say you only truly, truly fail if you quit. Little mistakes and little hiccups, whatever. Natural. Not really f- it's natural. It's, it's human. You're not really failing. But it's just that idea of practicing, I think, is just so important because... You know whether you do this crazy, super proper way that they teach you in Juilliard, or you do it the way that I'll do it, where I'll sit down and play and sing for a little bit, and just the act of doing it—it's—it's it's going to help regardless. Yes, it can get toxic if you know people are really, really on you, and they're like, "Well, you have to do it like this in your posture and your hand positioning, and this and that and this and that." It's like obviously the little nitpicky things here and there, but it just, just,
1: just do just it. Just fucking
0: play. Just do it, man. That's that's what it is. That's your practice. So to kind of. You know, bounce back to Angela, who I hope you're still listening, dear. I I really do. Um, I do think practice regularly is is very important, me personally. And whether it's, you know, the same amount of time every single day. I mean, I never like to really do times because I realize, you know, some of my younger students were like, I practice 20 minutes every day. And it's like, so what you do is you put a timer on your phone and you practice for a couple minutes. But really the entire practice, you're just looking at your phone, seeing if the timer ran out or not.
1: You're not, you're not working
0: on anything. Yeah. You're just You're just waiting to be done. So I never do anything like that. I'll put my phone down or whatever, and I'll play, and I'll be like, oh, two hours have passed. I didn't know because I'm done when I'm done. I'm not done when the time runs out. I'm done when I've completed. That's how band practice has always been. And we'd always have people be like, you know, how many more times are we going to go through this? What time are we done tonight? And It's like we're done when we're finished. I don't know why this is, is such a, a crazy development, but it's we're done when we are finished. Yeah. It's always something that's it's breaking news for them. But I mean, I was going to say in, in a closing kind of thing, William, what do you uh, what do you what do you feel? I mean, would you build off of that? Would you build something completely new? Would you demolish that building of analogies and metaphors that I constructed and just take a piss on it?
1: I don't know. Full so, what on would you do? demo. No, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I agree with it. I'm going to build upon it. I mean, I do it. it Put it a little is, addition on it. I like it. You know, like I mentioned before, is is trying to make it enjoyable and not make it seem like practicing. Um, but like you said, it, it's just it's a matter of just doing it. I mean, you know, if you look at any whoever's like in the top of their field today, you're going to find the same thing with all of them. It's just that they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it is just repetition it's continuous. They're always doing it, and it's the same thing with music. Um, it's just—it's not about you know. At least for drumming, it's not about you know setting your metronome to three hundred and seeing how many sh- you know paradiddles you can do. I mean, that's just how many. How many can you do, William? Uh, one. Sounds sounds like you can't do that many. No, I'm not probably the last person to talk about <laughs> rudiments, to be honest. But uh, uh, that's. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's just doing it and like you mentioned you know it's don't set a time on it um and I I certainly don't it's just whenever I'm feel like I want to play I go sit down Mm -hmm. and I play I don't make it you know I'm not putting in you know scheduling it in or saying oh I I try to get an hour and you know and like you said it's just like two hours have gone by great or guess what it's also just listening um it doesn't mean that I'm sitting behind the drums and I'm you know pounding away um some would argue that i i would even argue that i think listening is just as as important as playing and even if it's you just going on youtube down the rabbit hole um, but if you're just listening to music watching people play listening to them play that's practicing
0: well, listening is learning from the best. I mean, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, that's train great.
1: your ears. Don't forget to train your ears. It's just as important as oh boy anything oh, yes. else. Um, but it's just just do it. Get the reps in. Yeah, make it happen.
0: Well, I thought that I, I, I think that was perfectly put there, man. I, I like that a lot. I mean, we, you and I both get what's what's going on with this. I'd like to think we're pretty hip to it. Um, we are hip, and that is why. Yeah, and that's why we host a little thing called the Drop the Beat podcast and I want to thank you guys so much for listening this week.
1: Bring that was a the couple bell. of them right there cuz
0: I was I was really proud Such of that Such a great segue. question by the way. Uh, that was I was an awesome question. Thank you, Angela. We will be in touch with you and we will be sending you a bomb ass mischief shirt. I think you're really really going to like it. Um, and if you don't, I apologize now you have a rag to wash your car with. Um but thank you guys again so much <laughs> for listening this week. If you would like to support this podcast and just the mischief overall and what we're doing, you can be one of our patrons on Patreon. You can find a link to that on the homepage of charlesloreda.com where you can also find charlesloreda.com slash contact where you can submit a question for us to answer for the drop the Beat podcast in a long form kind of style. We just did today. I mean, I, on behalf of my better half, William over on that side, uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening and beating off with us again this week, as you guys do with us every single week. It's a mutual b- beating at this point, and I, I really like that. We I love it. People are digging it. We love it. We love it so much. It's great. But on that note, my name is Charles Larita,
1: And I'm Will Sarver.
0: Oh, he is Will Sarver, whether he with or without those fly-ass glasses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. We'll
0: see you guys next week. Thank you. See you.